0: Welcome into a new year. It's the same podcast, though, the same great podcast, the Restore Liberty podcast with George and Ray. Got all kinds of things on today's show, three segments. We got a a candidate for lieutenant governor who's going to be a special guest. So lots to get to as we do the first podcast of 2022. George, take it away.
1: Yes, welcome to the year that is 2022. It's already uh, far different than any year we've ever experienced with the Bengals win on uh, Sunday. So we got that much going for us, I guess. (sighs) Yeah.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening across the Fruited Plains. I must remind you that the election was stolen, and I also have some words to live by that I'd like to share with you. It is time to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Yep. It was uh, given to us by a supreme philosopher, Kamala, and <laughs> uh, I think you should make a note of that and live that every day.
1: I, I considered getting that uh, soundbite word salad she put out the other day, but I don't know. It's just no fun doing the uh, Looney Tunes anymore because everything they say anymore is just flat out Looney. Anyway, so hey, welcome to 2022. And of course, the first thing you got to do anytime you're in the new year is you got to talk about the last year. So let's spend a little bit here in the first segment talking about what happened last year and, and what we need to do moving forward. So On the national level last year, um, you know, economically, the big news is uh, everything you buy is now 7% or more expensive. Um, That's the highest level in 40 years. So when Biden took office, even with what was going on with COVID in 2020, when Biden took office, it was at 1.4%. It's now at seven, Uh, well, highest since, you know, right after Carter got out of office, that's how bad it's been. Uh, The debt increased two trillion last year on paper. In actual spending, you know it's flat out out of control. I I tried to do it in today's podcast. If you go to the web, there are tons of hyperlinks for everything I'm saying here. So I I just want to make sure everybody knows these facts aren't something I'm making up. You can go read them. So the current average debt per citizen per citizen is twenty one thousand dollars. So most average households owe, owe. in the debt right now, close to fifty thousand dollars. Just to get put it in perspective, when the Bengals last won a playoff game back in nineteen ninety one, the debt was three point three trillion total. So in two hundred plus years of the United States, they got up to three point three. The current deficit for this fiscal year is already above that. So we're we're borrowing more in one year than we did in the first two hundred and thirty of them. On. Un- Unbelievable! I don't know how we keep that going. Um, the other thing, the other you know, thrilling news last year on the foreign policy level, uh, of course, Afghanistan. We we basically handed it back to the Taliban along with literally billions of dollars worth of weapons. Um, we lost thirteen service people in that pullout. That's more than the number of servicemen killed in Afghanistan in the prior twenty four months. So in one day of stupidity, we lost more people than we lost in two years of, quote, a war. Um, Just absolutely incredible. Um, The other good news, and there are several, again, several sites you can go and, and see this information. Iran is very close to having enough nuclear material for two nuclear weapons unbelievable. And, and they're talking about getting back into the deal that allowed this to happen. I, I just don't know how how you can continue to look at that and say, you know, we're not in deep, deep trouble. Um, Iran yeah. is so emboldened now with the current administration that they're now issuing threats against not just Israel, but Trump and Pompeo, Pompeo for the bombing of the, of the um, terrorists in their country. So, it, it, now they're, they, they feel no qualms about not only saying they're going to eradicate Israel, but they're going to eradicate Trump and anybody they don't like in the United States. I mean, that's just bold.
0: Well, it's time to send Iran another suitcase full of money or a pallet with a pallet of money. What was it? Eight million? No, eight billion. Yeah, it was in, in dollar bills or, you know, in our currency. It wasn't a check. It wasn't a wire. It was a pallet of currency. And that happened. And uh, let's just move on.
1: Yeah. So you can't track paper, which leads us right into the next thing we are going to talk about, which is the election reform, quote, reforms that they're now proposing. That basically, similar to you can't track dollar bills, they want to make it so it's entirely 100 percent mail in voting, that you can do ballot harvesting, that you can register to vote the same day you vote. Uh, Basically, they want to legitimize stealing the election just like they did the last time. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, on the national level and leads us right into the state level, the whole COVID fiasco last year, mandates, actions, threats, endless boosters. Now, what's interesting is the last couple of weeks, the CDC is finally saying things like cloth masks don't work. Um, you can still get the disease if you've had the, quote, uh, vaccine. It's not a vaccine. It's a booster. Um Whereas, you know, just three weeks ago, if you had said that on Facebook or YouTube, you'd have been thrown off because you're not allowed to say anything about, you know, the vaccines not being the answer and and masking not being the answer. So, you know, that's the, the famous joke now is what's the difference between a conspiracy theory and a fact? About six to nine months. Unbelievable. So that's the national level. Um, I searched for good news. I couldn't find good news on the state level. It's it's not much better actually let's put it that way i mean dictator dewine has continued his assault on small business on personal liberty on education um he recently stated he has absolutely no regrets about how he handled the pandemic so you know shutting down small businesses closing churches and leaving abortion clinics open i mean this guy showed his his true colors with that one i think you know I'm going to shut down your ability to go to church on Sunday, but Hey, if you want to go get an abortion, they're opening and, and man, go for it. That's no problem at all. I, I think that says volumes about Mikey Dwine. Yeah. Well, George, the article that you, uh, that they
0: can uh, click on and go to the link, it's an associated press article where Dwine? Not a conservative site. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's not, uh, cons- he has no uh, uh, regrets on all the actions he took. I'm going to read a couple of lines from here. Uh, From the article, uh, DeWine said this week that the state struck a middle ground approach when compared with other states, pointing out that factories and construction companies were allowed to remain open. Now, let's just ponder that for a moment. Manufacturing and construction were allowed to continue. What both of those industries have Are well organized lobbies. And I'm sure they give a lot of money to DeWine. And so he wasn't going to close those down. However, if you had your own little pizza parlor, George, with your wife, uh, and you didn't have a big rich lobby, then you had to close. The other thing he says in this article I'd like to point out. He said, one of the things, and this is DeWine talking, one of the things we did early on in the pandemic is brought the business community in and put them on committees to come up with how best to, in some cases, open their businesses back up. Now, I've been invited to come on to these ad hoc <laughs> citizen committees. This is a lot. What they do is they go out and search for a bunch of lap dogs bring them in and pat them on the head and make sure they shake their head up and down as they discuss how they're going to destroy their lives. So people need to look past, uh, you know, just the words because the guy, like most all politicians, is bought and paid for and uh, it's ridiculous.
1: Well, and certainly that was to me the big surprise of last year. I was just amazed at how little everybody in columbus cares about voters i mean the anti-vaccine mandate bill from jennifer gross i mean she basically got thrown out of everything because she had the nerve to say we should vote on this Uh, i understand there's a petition movement to try and get 248 on the ballot i haven't heard lately what that is but clearly i mean we were told point blank the reason we can't pass 248 is we won't have enough money for our campaigns from the people like the chamber of commerce like the hospitals, like pharma, you know, and they got really upset when we started publishing on our website and and in our e- our emails where they get their money, and a ton of it comes from hospitals. A lot of it, surprisingly, also comes from uh, education. So from from the unions, the the school board unions, they're providing tons of money. They're they're the top guy on almost all of the quote Republican leadership in Columbus, which leads us to the next kind of big thing we need to get behind, which is, um, you know, the backpack bill, which says that basically the money for educating your child goes to whatever school you send your child. It doesn't go to the specific, you know, public endorsed teacher union schools. It can go with them. So what do you think the odds of that passing are given that their number one, two, and three uh, donors to all these guys are education groups? It's less than zero. (laughs) <laughs> so I don't even know why we talk about it. Let's go back
0: to the 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 uh, push against the anti-vax uh, thing because you also have a link to the don- the letter for where all these donors signed and and most of the donors, you know, it's it's uh, healthcare, medical, hospitals, all of that. Um, and what do we know about COVID with respect to hospitals? They've been making a lot of money off of it by just declaring somebody a COVID patient. And there's also a chain of money, you know, these free vaccines. There's a whole bunch of money flowing to the pharmaceutical companies and even the uh, uh, insurance companies. But the thing that, when I pulled this up and looked at it, why is the Ohio Manufacturers Association part of this letter? They have nothing to do with healthcare. Uh, Why are all the Chamber of Commerce's part of this? Uh, Why is the Ohio Council of Retail Merchants? part of this, it's because they're all connected to well-funded lobbies. The uh, retail workers can be in a union called the United Food and Commercial Workers, which is a nationwide thing, but it has local offices too, like most unions. In the top five local offices, the top five that, that have the most members and the most money, the second biggest one is Dayton, Ohio. And the fourth biggest one is Columbus, Ohio. Follow the money. None of these reps are going to let that uh, anti-vax go forward or the backpack
1: or anything because there's no money in it. Which kind of brings us to to the one good news thing we we did have last year, and that's what happened in Virginia. Uh, It was tied to education. Um, It came out what's happening inside of the schools in Loudoun County. Um, the fact that they had a rapist who dressed like a girl, went into the girl's restroom, raped a girl. Uh, and the only consequence, he was just moved to another school where he did the exact same thing. Um, but the father of the girl that was raped uh, got arrested because when they, the school board said, hey, we, we are going to pass this transgender policy. There's never been an issue with that. And just imagine sitting in there and hearing that, that We're going to allow this, you know, boys and girls, girls and boys. um, And we've never had any issue with that. Meanwhile, your daughter's at home traumatized because she was raped exactly because of that policy. So what happens when he speaks out and says, you guys are lying? They put him in handcuffs and walk him out. And then the FBI says, we're going to put anybody who uh, stands up at a school board meeting, you're going on the FBI watch list because you're a domestic terrorist. So I mean, they basically weaponized the FBI yet again against school board attendees that are upset with school boards. So what happened in in Virginia? Shock above shocks for the first time in history, a Republican won. A Republican who said, "I'm going to get rid of that policy. I'm not going to allow critical race theory." You know, we're going to look at expanding vouchers. Um, he was just put into office. Youngkin was was just put into office last week. Already. He has signed executive orders to NCRT, signs executive orders to investigate what happened in Loudoun County. I mean, this is good stuff. And this is kind of the hope we have and what we're going to be talking about next, which is the parents got motivated. They got out and vote and they were able to change what's going on. We have that opportunity this year, but it has to be done in the primary, not in November. The primary is where this is going to happen. We have Jim Bernaysi. And Joe Knopp going up against Mike DeWine and and John Houston. So, I mean, first of all, I don't know how Houston and DeWine are listed as Republicans. They haven't done a single thing that you would think a Republican would do. But we have to do something in that primary. And so our guest coming up is Joe Knopp. He's going to give us some background on that and, and some hopeful message on what can happen if you change who's sitting in the governor's mansion. So we'll be back in a sec.
0: Yes, indeed. A reminder to listen to previous podcasts in the series. Go to the website, RestoreLiberty.us. You'll also find the latest news on how you can get involved locally. We'll continue the Restore Liberty podcast with George and Ray.